as I sit here, polishing my glasses as best I can with the t-shirt that I am wearing, putting glasses on my face. I'm here with Hugh Foster and his slightly too long moustache. Say hello. Hi. That is him. Uh, and we agree he needs to get his moustache trimmed. Anyway, um, I'm Nancy and you've already met Hugh. Hello. <laughs> and this is a weird little episode that we're putting out to mark the new year. New year. New year. Of 2022. Because uh, we have had, um, I would say, an unintentional yet quite long seven month break from podcasting, Hugh. Seven months, really. Pretty I much. Wasn't, I wasn't counting. But yeah, that feels um, about right. And we have a full uh, episode lined up that we recorded probably in the summer. Mm-hmm. ready to come out which is weirdly actually pretty on the money it is a podcast where we talk to uh adam friend of the podcast who has got some tips for us on what would we say dry Sob- january sobriety sobriety so we recorded this so long ago but actually it's now relevant so i think we're fine yeah um but this is a mini-sode <laughs> um in which we will try and talk about Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> Try and talk about... It was the self-satisfied noise you made after you said, this is a mini-sode. I'm not sure I was <laughs> self-satisfied. I think I was like, oh, come on, mate. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, anyway. And what we're going to do is talk about some good things that have happened during the back half of 2021. Talk about uh, some top tips, things to do, things to try, which we have enjoyed. Because we've been away from these micro... <laughs> We've been away from these microphones and forgotten how to do this. Um, But yeah, I will pass over to Hugh. Hugh, play some music or something. Tweets. So, as we must, we turn to tweets. Now, I can't summarise seven months of hell on Twitter, so I'm not going to. Um, But we have consulted, myself and Hugh... Mm. And we agree that we must highlight the work of one man. And that man is Alistair Green, or Al Green, but not that one. He's a comedian. And (laughs) he's just, he seems to have quite a bleak life, but it's pretty funny. Um, (laughs) He films loads of videos on his iPhone in his completely white living room. He has, in some cases, upscaled a bit and managed to get someone to be his cameraman. And everyone points it out. You know, no end. Um, but he has got two videos I wanted to mention. Hugh, do you want to talk about the Matt Hancock one? Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's hard for me because it's so very sexy. I mean, it's, um, for, yeah, it's one of the more sort of like uh, high end production values ones that um, that Alistair has made. And Where he's, he takes you through a day in the life. A day in the life of, of uh, him being. everyone's, everyone's favourite health secretary, Matt Hancock. Disgraced I mean, health secretary. The way he wears a pair of jeans, it's it's quite incredible. Anyway, um, yeah, so, so do, Al, Al riffs on this quite a lot. It's pretty funny. Yes. Um, and at first you're just like, okay, so he's pretending to be Matt Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> a day in the life. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then just peppered throughout out you see how he just de- he's decided that Man- matt hancock thinks he's incredibly sexy yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and coy which uh, how do you feel about that hugh um i feel like i'm gonna be sick in my mouth yeah sorry i'm just pouring some more wine because i mean yeah at this point in proceedings we're not doing dry january ourselves no. no um <laughs> uh and it ends with i mean one of the greatest uh clips of a man running in a backwards baseball cap that you've ever seen yeah. uh why does he run like that um and yeah you know pretty good we recommend that one we all link it uh and i forced you to pick another favorite uh with me just now and that favorite was oversensitive costume designer where <laughs> he acts out what you just heard oversensitive costume designer who is like dealing with some famous star on set saying that no no i'll wear my i'll wear my own costume i'll wear this vest so paul what we've gone with is your classic street robber we've got the striped jumper oh you bought your own clothes okay no that's no problem darling it's your scene i want you to be comfortable yeah I'll tell you what why don't you pop yourself behind that rail there and try them on and we can take a look yeah thanks thanks you hear that brought his own clothes so glad I spent my whole weekend getting that last minute. Makes me feel really valued. All right. And that's your street robber, is it? Okay. Interesting. 
Um, you want to ask the director, see what he thinks. He can do extreme, haughty displeasure, um, passive aggression so well. It's that, um, oh, man. it's infuriating. Yeah. yeah, it's it's actually each of his characters is so well realised. I want to hit him. <laughs> Yeah, every time. Yeah. Um, other other past favourites include um, middle to late middle aged couple at the Edinburgh Festival who are saying, "Oh yeah, no, we didn't." I mean, it was a bit experimental, but you know what I'm like. I love my theatre. Uh, anyway, I can't do it justice, so we're just going to have to point you in the right direction. Okay, and because Hugh is now having a little January yawn, poor guy. He was. Um, I think we move on from tweets because there's far too much to cover in this mini-sode. Oh, thanks. Okay, so what <laughs> what we would like to do in this little check-in is intersperse. Uh, <laughs> let's be realistic. It's been a mixed year again. Again, for God's sake. Um, but uh, I've got a top seven grim things which I would like to share with you before we do... A, a long, quick-fire list of cute things. Hugh, can you cope it's with cathartic. that? It's cathartic. Can you cope with that? Yeah, yeah, Because, like, I... Okay, a major way I relax is by just getting into the grim a bit. So much so that um, on a recent visit with young family members, I was going, I just I just can't listen to any podcasts because they're all grim. They're all either about Hugh Hefner or about murder or about, you know, mysterious crimes, undetermined nature, you know, um, so so let's start there. Let's do Nancy's top seven grim things that I enjoyed this year. One. <laughs> so, oh, no, wait, no, we're starting from seven. Uh, in no particular order. In no particular order. One. Um, <laughs> I watched a TV show, Hugh, while you were away at some point this year, which you'll talk about later. And the TV show is called Adult Material. And it was on Channel 4 originally. Um, and it's now on Netflix, I think. And it's one of those series where you're like, there's like maybe one too many episodes, but not in the Netflix way, like in the Channel 4 way. So, you know, make of that what you will. I know what I mean. Um, and it's about a porn actress uh, in, uh, don't know, I think she lives in like Greater London or something. She's called Hayley and she is performed incredibly well by the actress who is also called Hayley, which is slightly confusing. Um, but the actress was in... Um, Oh, I, Daniel Blake. She was in that. Right. Which is still too scary for me to contemplate screaming. <laughs> screaming? Watching it. Anyway. Um, but this TV show was like, oh, OK, looking at her life as an adult performer and someone who makes her money and, you know, runs her whole household that way. But it was like, a, it was, I'd say, more drama than comedy because it's about kind of issues that she faces in the industry, having been in it for a long time and having had, you know, a completely mixed bag of experiences and often you know she's there being like stop telling me I'm a victim shut up and she's very funny when she does that as well um it's got a comedian in it whose name I can't remember but she plays a really good kind of foil to her as like a disgraced MP um so they get into issues the big picture issues of you know that kind of industry and I found it really affecting really moving one too many episodes probably and, you know, a few bits were like hit the nail on the head weird, but it's also got that guy from Skins, like the first generation of Skins in it as well, which feels weird because he's, oh, like he's like an adult man. Oh, yeah. Rupert Everett plays a porn baron very well. Yeah, it's grim. It's not it's not a cheerful watch, but I was like, oh, OK, this is really good. It is done well. Phil so, Daniels is in it. It's Phil Daniels. You know, from uh, eh? Quadrophenia. And... No, no, I do not. Oh, yeah, he's a porn director. He's not. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I found it really interesting and really just, you know, I, I'm trying to do this thing where I like absorb lots of different things that don't make me extremely sad or extremely like, oh, my God, how do we even have this conversation? But this dealt, dealt with like a bunch, like an absolutely huge number of different points of view and it didn't feel too preachy at any point, um, which was really good. Uh, unlike National Treasure, which had, is that one that has Robbie Coltrane in it. And he's playing like a National Treasure who gets a, you know, scandal come out about past indiscretions and stuff. And that was just like weirdly issuey and it didn't work ever. It was odd. Anyway. Did you do on the nose? On the nose. Okay. okay. So, uh, number two. Do you want a podcast? Yeah. Okay. You've heard me listening to this one, Hugh. It's a podcast called Ruined, 
where two comedians, uh, American ladies, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. they talk about a horror film. <laughs> and there are many podcasts that do this. But this is my favourite one because they're just really nice to each other and they really like each other. And there's not an annoying man going, Hoy! like the whole time in the background, which is, you don't have to be funny all the time. You can be a comedian for a job and you don't have to be making that noise like yeah, Daffy Duck all yeah, the time. It's, it's natural. Jesus wept. Anyway, they do really good uh, podcasts where they tell you about the plot of a horror film. I really love it. I've heard lots of plots to horror films I would never have heard about otherwise. And I know to avoid them. And I am fully prepared. I will not have nightmares. I am all sorted out. And Yeah, I'm- because one of the people in this <laughs> podcast is exactly like you. Yeah. Uh, she likes reading... The synopsis, the synopsis yeah. of horror films without ever seeing them. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure she likes that. Like, they make her watch the trailer and she's just oh, going... That's too much for her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the one we listened to together, I think, was the Final Destination <gasps> one. Yes. Which I have seen. Did you see it? I mean, I've seen bits of it. I was probably, like, I crying mean, watching it. <laughs> I think it's been... I mean, when did that come out? Like, oh, early we were 2000s? Pre-teens. <laughs> yeah. So it's been probably nearly 20 years since I saw... Uh, that film and I didn't watch any of the sequels oh but you get I, a I, whole perspective on it don't you yeah, yeah. <laughs> now but um, I remember enjoying the the, uh, the, the first one in How? a sort of like well in, in a sort of like <gasps> kind of like you know that's, that's the point of horror films you Hugh kind of... just waved his his hands in the air close to his chest yeah. fa- palms facing outwards much like Wallace from Wallace and Gromit would yeah, do yeah, yeah, if yeah, he exactly. was worried exactly. or that, excited that's me that's me watching a horror film um, which <laughs> happens every uh, it happens once in a blue moon, but I'm not... You uh, watch Squid Game, mate. I'm not doing that. Squid Game's not horror. It's disgusting. It is. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, yeah. Um, high quality TV, I'm sure. Okay, so uh, that's number two. Number three, uh, let's shake it up a bit and talk about a book. Um, so this is not a grim book, number three. It's a book called Careless by an author called Kirsty Capes, um, who is just so interesting and I cannot wait to read what she does next. Um, but this started out as a PhD project for her. It was um, PhD in creative writing, I think, at one of the London universities with a very, very uh, important writer called Bernadine Evaristo as her supervisor. Um, and Kirsty has written this book about a girl called Bess, who is a teenager who is living in a long-term foster placement. Um, that is part of Kirsty's experience herself as well. So obviously, like, it's talking about stuff that isn't super fun to read, but you're very compelled by the way she tells it because it is incredibly raw, realistic, affecting. Um, it is, like, the furthest from, you know it's the furthest from telling this story in a cheap way that it could possibly be because she is sick of the cliches as an author, I'm pretty sure. Um, You know, she doesn't come out and say that she hates Tracy Beaker, but I think she's like, well, there are some limitations there because that's like one version. Um, But Bess is a teenager who ends up in a difficult relationship uh, romantically. Uh, Her talking about her foster family and especially her foster mum that really, really switched a light on for me because I'd never really understood, even though I'm, you know, I like to think I know about these things and I learn about these things. I'd never really understood what it means when like a teenager says, you know, oh, my foster placement broke down or my my home, my home placement broke down. I'm like, how does that happen though? Like, what does that look like? And it's just so outside my experience, I didn't really know. But Oh my word, this book was incredible and I was reading it until like 3am on a weeknight. Just absolutely could not put it down. Um, so I would very much recommend the book Careless by Kirsty Capes. Not grim, but you know, it's a bit tricky as a subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you want next? TV, podcast or film, Hugh? Oh, let's go for a film. Oh, let's go for a film. Number four. So, it is a documentary film, which I unwisely made my dad watch on <laughs> Boxing Day. Um, <laughs> it is a film which I think is called Four Hours at the Capitol, um, about the insurrection at the uh, Washington Capitol, 6th of January 2021, which does not feel like a year ago. It, you know, it was a big deal. But basically, this is a documentary put together with um, bits of footage from loads of different sources, like body cams from the cops who were there. Um, everyone who was live streaming. Everyone it on, who was um, live streaming. Is it Parler? Par- <laughs> mm. <laughs> whatever, whatever. But it kind of starts out by ta- taking you through like a couple of self-confessed proud boys or like cowboys for Trump. Um, lots of different people who are there who kind of represent different bits of those many mad kind of 
combined factions that were there. It's not just like one group. It's like millions of them. And oh, man, very complicated. But it does help you understand that day a lot better. And um, I would say lots of the contributors uh, who turned up there who talk about why they were there and what happened and, you know, afterwards as well, like how they think it was justifiable or whatever, um, or how they're like, I was arrested and I'm a big fan of corporal punishment, capital punishment, but like they didn't let me take a shower for a week, which I think is inhumane. Mm. And I cannot believe that we live in a world where, and I'm like, mate, are you listening to a word you are saying? Um, So yeah, it, it, it lets people explain themselves perfectly um and it is upsetting you know you've got um footage of what actually happened in areas where the crowd was so dense like i think unless you were in the middle of it you wouldn't know Mm. um and yeah it's it's so well done really really recommend that it's on iplayer at the minute i think but um it should win all the awards it's incredible And depressing, and we'll get your dad angry on Boxing Day. And, uh, yeah, as an anger management technique, that film is not <laughs> one. Um, trying to say, don't think about that issue, think about this one instead. No, it just makes him angry about no, both things. Yeah. So Just distracting with Have I Got News For You. Although that It wasn't help, one at that point in the day, no. Hugh. We'd run out on the, oh, on the skybox. An old episode of QI. No. Ah. <laughs> okay, so that is a film. Number five. Um, I'm going to give you a podcast which was called Lolita Podcast, which is by um, a comedian, podcaster. What? She's an all-round legend. She's called Jamie Loftus. No, no, no. It's just the subject of the, of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I know. So I am super... <laughs> Shut up. So I was super unaware of um, exactly the context around the, the book Lolita, um, the author Nabokov, all of that. I was, you know, just aware that it was a book about, like, a preteen girl... icky relationship with adult man that was all I knew Um, and it was like a very influential book Um, Jamie Loftus I know from other bits of podcasting um, a very fun one called The Bechdel Cast where her and someone else uh, and a guest will talk about uh, films and whether they pass the Bechdel test but it's like more fun than that makes it sound Um, and in this like you know really crafted really like planned scripted amazingly put together series the Lolita podcast um what Jamie does is she talks about the book you if you've never heard of it before you can learn about the book we start there um and we all get on the same page about it and understand what the basic plot was how it was received what the point was who the author is and what his story is and then it goes through all lots of different adaptations of the book um film adaptations a musical which I would just say no no, please never do that again. Um, and it really helped me understand um, what the book actually is about um, enough for me to feel like me as a nervous reader that I can read it, um, which, you know, you can point at me and say snowflake. But, you know, I know what I like to read and it's uh, domestic thrillers or, you know, books that are like biographies of Demi Moore, stuff like that. Um, In my free time, that's what I do. Um, But this made me a lot more understanding of the whole context, a lot more understanding of how messed up it all was. Absolutely, hugely so. Um, And yeah, Hugh, I think you should listen to it. I think you would love it. It's really good. I'm sure I would. Um, It's just, why why is that book such a... uh, Why Why is all of that? Why is all of that? (laughs) Why? Why did the author not go straight to horny jail? (laughs) Uh, well, maybe the book wasn't saying that it was, you know. Okay, okay. Maybe he Why wasn't in passing. <laughs> maybe the author was saying that the main character, called Humbert Humbert, no yeah. shit, um, is actually a terrible person. And, but you know. I think, isn't the point that they, anyway. they allude to some of the adaptations don't oh, really... Oh, um, they do not... Do, do not really um, <laughs> cover that, that, that angle so well. No, no, they do not. Um, so, yeah, I would really recommend that because... Um, you know, I mean, maybe if you know everything about the book already, don't bother. But, like, I really recommend it. And she talks to some excellent academics, people who are involved in, you know, performing the role, all sorts of things in all kinds of ways. So, one more TV, thank you. Number yeah. six. Number yeah. six. I had to look up this grim crime drama. Uh, it was like um, a retelling of the circumstances around uh, Fred West being interviewed by the police when it all came out about 
the horrific murders that him and his wife had committed, Fred and Rose West in Gloucester. Absolutely disgusting true crime, horrible stuff, uh, which, you know, there are people still alive now who were hugely affected by this, you know, like some of their kids still walking around having to, you know, live with this horrible legacy. Mm. Um, And the TV drama was on like years and years ago, ITV like in the noughties, I think. And it was about him being interviewed by the police with an appropriate adult who's just a social work student, um, a mum, a wife. You know, she's got all of these different roles she's juggling and this is something she's doing. She's volunteering with the police to like be an appropriate adult for people who are being interviewed by the police who maybe for different reasons might need to have someone else there to just be a bit of moral support in terms of getting through those events. Um, Not changing anything about the case, obviously, but just being able to say, do you understand what the police officer is saying? Where are we going with this? Um, And it's really interesting. It is defo bleak. Um, But I would say I I had not watched it and I will not be watching anything related to Friend Rose West uh, ever again. But that was the one that I thought would be interesting. And it was. And gross. Um, But anyway. It's like picking a scab or something. Well, no, it's like finding the best bit of media about it and then not diving into all the other horrible books and stuff. Yeah. And finally, a podcast... My second, no, my seventh recommendation of grim things that have got me through the last year because they have been, you know, cathartic, en- engaging, uh, <laughs> interesting, cathartic, yes, um, is a podcast which really does it well. It is called That's Messed Up and it's a podcast where, again, two female American comedians will talk you through an episode of the amazing franchise that we all know and love, Law & Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> SVU. They talk you through an episode of that. They like talk about the, what the plot was. They explain little interesting extra tidbits about what was happening uh, during the filming of it. Um, the title comes from an expression that Ice-T uses quite a lot on that show. He goes, that's messed up or like something else. Um, and they really lean into the silliness of that show at times and also the true crimes or, you know, uh, events ripped from the headlines that have inspired uh, each episode of the actual TV show. And, you know, that can be uh, very interesting. It can also be like, oh, okay, oh dear Lord, don't really want to listen to the rest of that. But they also interview um, an actor who was on that episode, um, my favourite ones are when they interview people who clearly think this TV show was beneath them and they can't believe they're on this podcast now. To which I say, uh, guy who played Dr. Wong, the psychiatrist, oh, psych- yeah. psychologist guy for the FBI, guest star in many episodes. Hey man, you're not better than this. Don't be all like, oh, well, I mean, it was a job I could do when I was like parenting my kids in New York, but like, ugh. He was in it for ages. Don't act like you're better than that because you're really not. And Olivia Benson is... Not too good for it. And Mariska Hargitay, the actual person who plays Olivia Benson, because Olivia Benson's not real. Like, anyway, shut up. But they're hilarious. They're really good. And um, I mean, apart from one of the hosts having like a really bad attitude towards like washing hands after going to the toilet, it's been perfect to listen to during this pandemic. It's a, yeah, Hugh's face is not good. She's like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to (laughs) to keep washing my hands now the pandemic's calmed down. And I was just like, no, Lisa, no. (laughs) Anyway, he's okay. Well, that's enough grimness for now. Yeah, can we have a palate cleanse? Palate cleanse. Okay, I think I've, I've said enough. So let's move on. What we're going to do now is do some quick fire cute things. Mm. which are the antidote to Nancy's top seven grim things because 2021 involved both things. Things were cute. Things were grim. We laughed. We cried. Um, Some of us took on new hobbies like me, which I will explain shortly. So, Hugh, number one, the reason, well, one of the reasons why we have not really done much of this podcast after after May last year... (laughs) One of them. Really, May. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, One of the reasons we um, we did not record, you know, ongoing throughout the rest of the year, it's not because we didn't enjoy it, because we really did. I just dropped a paperclip. Sorry. Um, Hugh started leaving the house again. He started doing some bass work. He was bassman extraordinaire, doing gigs. Yes. Doing tours. It was amazing. Yep. Tell us a bit about that. Uh, so yeah, um, from about yeah May June. 
uh, of uh, 2021. As soon as Freedom Day hit, am yeah, I right? <laughs> live live music started happening again. I did a tour in November. Well done, you. Yeah, and it was great. The um, UK tour? Who was that with? UK tour with an artist called Saint Raymond. Um, I had to say that so many times to my mum. And she's like, Saint what? And I'm like, Saint Raymond. Say very more? What? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his real name's Callum. Um, <laughs> and they just it just seemed like a really nice yeah. band. Yeah, it you was, had such it was a great. nice time. It was great. Um, it just, you know, like all of us piled into a uh, transit van or whatever the equivalent was. Uh, you know, At that point, yes. Piled pile into a van and stayed in <laughs> budget hotels, which weren't too budget, so it was fine. Yeah. Um, and no breakfast, but you often had a better option around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To. And in some ways, I, I've had both sides of touring. So I've had, yeah. you know, the more luxury touring where you're on a nice bus and everything and you've got bunks and it everything. It's like bam, 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 date, date, date. Yeah. City, city, city. And the good, the, the good thing there is that you wake up in the new city every day and you don't you don't spend all day travelling, etc. Yes. Can I, can I suggest what the bad thing about that mode of touring is? Uh, can I suggest it? Is, is, it, that, is it hygiene-based? Can I guess? Mm, yeah, bus farts probably not good farts, on yeah. any, no matter how luxury <laughs> is. But I was also going to say the time you first went on to, um, in maybe not the best tour coach van thing, but it was like a nice one where you could have a sleep and stuff. You you had a guy who was driving the van who was um, extremely angry all the time. Um, and oh, you yeah, had to had drive about, through the night. He had about three teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that was why he was angry. Um, but he had to drive through the night to get from city to city on this on yes. this tour with this band you really loved, different band. Yeah. But the thing was, you had to sleep with your feet pointing in the direction of travel because if angry man were to break really uh, suddenly, yeah, that, that's that's protocol anyway. Because like, yeah, if if um, if, there's, if there's a crash or anything, you know, you don't want to have your head slam into yeah. into your you know a wall. I hadn't thought whatever. about it before, but yeah, it's a downside. Anyway, yeah. that's big touring. What yes. about this? This um. He also couldn't park the bus, so okay. he'd wake up the tour manager at about four or five in the morning every time he arrived at the the next place, and was just like Got so used. Use. Like he's been driving for I don't know however many years, twenty, thirty years, something like that, and was they do so not pay him rubbish to park. park. They do not pay him to park. <laughs> all right, no, they even but... pay him to break. Okay, so this has been Hughes' tour story. I mean, I don't think it has been really. It's just been rambling about like what yeah. it's like on the tour bus, which I didn't even go on this time. But yeah, uh, it was great. Um, you had a job and you did it, and it was great, and you had fun. Yeah. After about a day or so, it just felt like normal normal service had been resumed, and um, yeah. the good thing was as well because it it was a rescheduled tour. Um, all the dates were kind of jumbled up, and normally what happens on a tour is that you know you start on like. Uh, you start the at A, ones, you go to B, and, and then C, <laughs> and then it sort of like reaches, um, you know, a climactic point where you know there's like a, a, a big headline, yeah. like hometown show, usually like towards Shepherd's the end, Bush and a London Empire show towards the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but because <laughs> because it had been rescheduled, it was all over the place, and the the big headline hometown show was the first show. Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so played at Rock City, which is a great venue. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> uh, also loved walking around Nottingham and just hearing uh, an under underrated and underappreciated hmm. accent. Um, of uh, It was a Saturday night, maybe? Friday, Ooh. Saturday night? Um, so got to experience just the, uh, the carnage that is Nottingham on a Saturday night. In a um, nice way. In a nice way. And then went and played a show and, and kind of just got the... Got the all the stresses out of the way, and you know, it, the, the first one went went grand. Um, no, no massive okay, issues. Stop over, stop it. Right. Anyway, the but, but the, point, the point, <laughs> the point was that you know, like after that, it felt pressure free, and it was just a good. And aside fun, from fun time. aside from the toilets in Oxford on the Cowley Road, which were all busted up. <sighs> yes. You know, it all went well. Yeah. But it wasn't your fault. No, no, no. The um, well, although the 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 promoter of the venue tried to tried to tried everything in their power to shift the blame to someone else, uh, but it was one hundred percent their fault. And therefore, that gig had to be postponed. But they will hopefully be doing a gig in Oxford at a different venue at some point in the future, or you know that venue if the toilets are not exploded. Um, I but yes. It. So, Hugh, that was an excellent thing. And you also did lots of weddings. People were getting married again. It was really yeah. nice. Yeah, no, that was nice. Yeah, there, yeah. there were some really fun ones. And yeah, just, just getting back to doing that again. It was uh, funny how quickly uh, everyone got back to complaining about the food, uh, waiting around. 
and you know it's your job, that, right? And the yeah, jobs yeah, yeah, aren't yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The actual playing part of it is usually over in a flash. But okay, yeah. so anyway, Nancy, but, but just, yeah, Nancy, just say normal life resume for a bit. Oh, you know, it was a mixed bag. So Nancy enjoyed some other things while he was doing those things like working out of the house and I was just kind of sat scrolling on my phone or, you know, doing other activities. Uh, can we talk about books for a minute, Hugh? Yes. You can definitely be involved in this one. Yeah. Because I want to recommend some cute things, which are books. Um, so there were a couple of books that we ended up both reading because I would read it on Kindle for 99p and then I would buy a physical copy of the book and place it in your hands and <laughs> yeah. say, you put it on my that. bedside table and be like... Yeah, what's that doing there? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, one well, I told you about, you can't read it. Um, so there's a book called Ask Again Yes, mm. which I absolutely adored. Yes. Because it was like, you know, a story about people coming of age, about difficulties in families. It's um, fiction, uh, a fiction book. Yeah. And um, about, you know, two families who live next door to each other in like uh, out out of New York City, but it's like upstate adjacent. New York, yeah. yeah. And about, you know, family tragedies and things that happen when they're teenagers. And then, like, what that actually means for them all in later life. And yeah. that doesn't sound fun. I would say it is it is balanced and it makes you think, oh, wow, you know, this is all... It, it really earns the ending, basically, put it that way. Yeah, it's, um, it's hard to explain what, you know, to, to sum up the book without giving too you much away. To. Um, and I think all I'd say is that it's just a really rich sort of um immersive experience immersive experience where you kind of really you just get a proper sense of what these people's lives are like even in little you know snippets little snippets yeah it was brilliant um you found it a bit sad but never mind um, i mean it was heartbreaking but it was really uh, i <laughs> um very rewarding to read so i read uh, on a on a slightly side sideways topic i read another book that was like heartbreaking heartbreaking really well written really amazing book but i wanted to throw it across the room because it made me so angry um and that was small pleasures by claire chambers because she broke my heart and i don't know what to do now and i can't love it because it was too hard so i'm not gonna let you read that one okay okay can you so, sum it up no okay. um <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Um, we also both read um, two books in a series by Hank Green. I think that was that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And Hank Green is the brother of John Green, who wrote loads and loads of teen fiction books. Um, and I you'll recognise them. them as sort of like those, um, I think it's fair to say geeky looking brothers. Who they, yeah. they they've got like stuff on YouTube. At least they they were like big when YouTube. Yeah, they're an empire. Whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, Hank yeah. Green wrote a book which was really appropriate for 2020, 2021. Yes. Like <laughs> annoyingly, both years it was appropriate. Um, it's called <coughs> I've got the black lung pup. <coughs> um, it's called an absolutely remarkable thing, and it's about just a great big statue of what looks like a, a warrior from an ancient weird civilization and it just turns up in the middle of new york city and it's about the people who find it and then what happens after that mm. and it's all about people feeling panicked scared going through things together yeah. um it's about social media um it's a very big uh allegory yes for social media it really works and right now <laughs> polarizing uh, like different camps and like how everything's polarized yeah. and everything's tribal but not in a way that makes you want to give up so that's good we would recommend yeah Yes, it's got a lot of optimism to it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like, oh God, this is too... Uh, <laughs> this is reminiscent. Yeah. But it's not, it's not too on the nose, though, I'd okay. say. Okay, yeah. okay. And also, Hugh, I'm going to ask you about the series of books that you came back to time and time again this year. Which series of books by a fantasy author did you come back to repeatedly? The Discord books by Terry yeah, Fratchett. Yes. Beautiful. And, and now you've stopped reading them, I can read them again. I'm going to do that. Yeah. There, there were a few that I hadn't read before as well, which was... Um, because you have uh, basically every single one of them, like yeah. uh, dotted around our flat, yeah. uh, and I'll be like, "Oh, oh, have I read that one?" And yeah, it's good. And he Terry's just so good at just our um, Terry. We love you, man. It's it was like when he passed away from from Alzheimer's. Um, when he died, which was a public dis public um topic of discussion. You know, we all knew it was going to happen because he told us all. You know. I was just like, where does where do all his thoughts go? This is completely wrong. He has so many thoughts and they're all amazing. And yeah, you know, we um we like to go back to the start maybe rather than reading the last book in the series that he wrote. Yeah, the last book in the series is too sad. Is sad. And also there there is um there's a note at the end to say, you know, it's not all of it was fully in, yeah, no. formed. It's kind of based on sketches. But because we're talking about cute things. 
Yes, sorry, sorry. Because we're talking about sorry. cute things. Um, could you uh, just shout out some highlights from the Discworld series that you're absolutely obsessed with? Uh, Granny Weatherwax, maybe? I mean, yeah, Granny Weatherwax is, is amazing. Um, Best witch ever. I just read the um, the Hogfather, the Christmas one, <laughs> which um, I hadn't read before. And I haven't seen the uh, TV adaptation, which to. I've heard is not so good. Uh, but yeah, any of the ones with... The character Death in it. Um, <laughs> he speaks you know, in block capitals. Yes. Uh, he's he's a great character because he wants <laughs> to be human, but he just doesn't understand how. And he's obsessed with cats. He and thinks he they're cats. great. He loves cats, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's great. All of the Vimes ones are great. So Vimes is the... He's a cop, but, a cop. you know, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we just interpret that text and work with it and we're all good. Yes. Jolly good. Okay. Um, Hugh, you watched this before I did, but another highlight, another cute thing is a TV show about an estate agent. He's called Staff and he lets flats. And you started watching this on tour with Saint Raymond. <laughs> yes. Yes, with Saint. Yes. Yes, yes, Mr. you know, Mr. Saint Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> AKA Callum. Callum, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, instantly quotable, <gasps> like, um, I did mention it to a friend of mine um, and she said, oh, no, I can't watch that. Uh, we've just been uh, <laughs> dealing with too many estate agents lately. <laughs> it's too it's real. Too, too, too real, yeah. Um, but but he's yeah. Um, a Greek Cypriot guy whose dad runs a uh, an estate agent, like a lettings agency yeah. in like north, north London, um, like way out of the way, Haringey, I think. And um, he is completely useless and also full of heart. Um, yeah, you know... Some of the things he does are terrible, but he's also just absolutely... Just a lovable goon. Like, what a character. Yeah. And just the whole cast is amazing. Like, yeah. fantastic. Lots I... of crossover <laughs> with ghosts. Oh, yeah. Which on is TV. great. Which um, we all love. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, is, uh, it is... I was just literally scream laughing, which doesn't happen a lot. But when it does, oh, I, I just... Yeah, my neighbours think I'm mad. But, um, yeah, it's so funny. And yeah. it doesn't look like it is from the adverts. And it looks like it might be entirely too cringe for you. But trust me, it's not. Just yeah, watch it. Yeah, because I, I don't always love a cringe comedy. I hate it. But um, this... I, I think this one does just about strike a balance. It's silly and no one means yeah. to cause harm. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have to get watch a, a few episodes to really... Um, kind of just get a feel for it and then and then and then it's fine it was excellent background watching uh with my dad and my sister over christmas mm, and uh dad was like oh yeah i think i've seen this up but yes yes, yeah. yes they did win a BAFTA though didn't they so um, it's not like no one knows about it yeah i know but yeah. we, we had we had three whole series saved <laughs> yeah. up ready to go which yeah, was so a complete if you wanna, godsend if you want to binge it it's uh it's great yeah so busy couple of months for us yes um Something that was more to do with me and not to do with Hugh, sadly. I I started another podcast. Um, I started a work podcast um, and I didn't start it. Um, you this obviously... is the real reason why we've not yeah. been doing our podcast. She's been, she's been unfaithful, everyone. <laughs> well, basically, someone at work was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, this is, you've got a podcast. It sounds really good. Thanks, Hugh, and your sound engineering skills. Well done. Excellent mics. Um and they were like, oh, OK, well, we could do one on this topic. It's, you know, to do with our work at a university. It's really good, I think, um, because uh, our producer, producer Sam, who is not present here today because this is producer Hugh and he's he's in charge. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, just put all the wheels into motion when they saw that any idiot could do it <laughs> and said, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do this one as well, Nancy? Um, and I've got a co-host and we talk to interesting students, interesting lecturers. Um, we talk about loads of helpful topics for people who are trying to get into uni or think about careers. Um, and it is called Unicast. And we only have one other rival podcast with that exact same name, I think. But theirs is about unicycles, so that's okay. Cool. Cool. So shout out, Unicast. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Meg. Hi, Sam. Anyway. Um, I really like the um, the little interlude music. It's very good. Yeah, it's great. It's, and like, I have nothing to do with any of the editing, any of the production. Um, so I feel very glad to be involved. They let me be involved mm. um, after doing all of the work. So I'm really, really quite grateful. Um, and it's lots of fun. So, uh, Hugh, can I throw to you for Internet Cats? We've got, yes. I think, three we wanted to mention. So there you go. Okay. So, um, shout out to... Bobby. Sorry. Bobby. Okay, yeah. So Bobby. So, Bobby. She's on the wet roof. 
<laughs> yeah, shout out to Bobby. Uh, that's B O double B I. And she is. She is the cat of, uh, well, um, Limmy. <laughs> Limmy, who uh, I've been watching on Twitch this year. Yeah. And I. <laughs> As I work from home. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning, you're just watching your phone. And but, I'm but, like, what's going on, Han? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just nice to have a little bit of. Um, I, I don't always give it my full attention, but it's just nice it's to have It's pure silliness, isn't it? Because, like, the to just quickly. Sort of just talk about the what goes on in in on his Twitch feed is that you know it's like he is <laughs> abusive to the people in the chat and they're abusive to him and that's fine. <laughs> it's very it's very cozy, but yeah. basically he's a big softy who has a like purebred yeah. like some sort of fancy breed of cat called yeah, Bobby. Some sort of ragdoll or something. She's got yeah. beautiful eyes, beautiful white fur, yeah. and Hugh sent me a clip where Bobby was just going wah, yeah, wah, and Lemmy was like, she was a, she's just climbed in the roof, she's soaked. She bloody soaked. What were you doing out there? Oh my god. She's on a bloody wet roof. She's purring, she's alright. Right, I'll be back in a week, just back in a wee second. How'd she get out? She was on the wet roof and he had to let her in through the skylight yeah, yeah. and he had no idea how that happened. But yeah, so um, if you want to see some Bobby, obviously follow him, but... Um, uh, Lynn uh, but yes. is is Bobby's cat mum. So yes. yeah, go for so, it. So at, at Lynn underscore McGoo. Very good, very good. Okay, who's cat number two in our list of cute cats? Cat number two is a cat called Tuesday, um, <laughs> who is another equally uh, sort of fancy looking breed. Real fancy. Uh, in America. New York. Yeah, New York, um, who constantly looks angry, but because she's tiny, it's cute. Um, <laughs> she's like really fluffy, like um, like light sandy coloured. She's mm. got, I think, green eyes, really piercing, mm, mm. you know, accusing green eyes. Yeah. And she's a, obviously like a house cat, apartment cat, yes. belonging to a lady called Alana, who yes. writes things and knits things and, you know, crafty lady. Yeah, we'll put the link good. to these in the in the uh, show Tuesday. notes and everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Lastly, but by no means least, uh, we have Carmichael, um, which is just such a great name for a cat who is clearly just an idiot. I mean, cats. I love cats, but they are they're they're big thick idiots, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes, they are. And the fact that this cat has got a fancy name, <laughs> a fancy a fancy fluffy coat. Yeah. These are all fluffy cats. It yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very fancy boys. Um, <laughs> oh no, Bobby is a girl, yeah. I should say. And okay. Tuesday's a girl. Yes. Okay, but Carmichael is a big ginger lad, fluffy lad, uh, owned by Maya Kosov. Who is a writer, who I think I followed on Twitter anyway. And then yeah. just Carmichael turned up yeah. this year. And I was like, hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, worth a follow. And yeah. what a name. Yeah. What a, what a cat. What a cat. And what a guy. Honourable mention, uh, you know, queen of all cats goes to our lovely cat, Jem, who sadly passed away uh, early, mid-autumn, October It was late September. It feels like yesterday, honestly. Um, She was a very old lady cat. She was at least 17. We don't know for certain. She had many small health issues that became gradually more difficult to deal with, both for her and us. Um, And I think we found after she sadly had her last trip to the vet, I think we kept finding small, small poo pebbles in a few different places around the flat. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the problems. Um, but she was a beautiful girl and she was ever so happy and and cute and we miss her very much. But we're going to do up our bathroom before we get another cat and that's taking all my willpower right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah we spent the last two days looking at like cat adoption sites. Which and... we should not have done. Because <laughs> we want to rehome all the cats. Anyway, anyway. Okay, so um, 10 out of 10. We love the cats. Um, I now have... Uh, a little breaker before we get to my two most important hobbies this year. A little breaker is a tweet. It's a tweet about when Cardi B met Robert Pattinson, <laughs> which we will post in the show notes. She just goes, hey, look at my friend. And then just his his face hoves into view and he's like, I'm with Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last two years have been a real mind fuck, haven't they? Yeah, man. So you, you will need to see that because it's just a ray of sunshine. It's very good. Um, okay, so Hugh, um, what are the two mad hobbies I've I've picked up this year? I didn't pick them up in 2020. It's just all very late on in the uh, okay. most recent stages of pandemic. So you have gone mad for sewing, particularly Yay! darning. Yes. Uh, so repairing clothes. Um, Incredibly with, visibly. With very, very, yeah. So it's, what's, what's the actual technique called? Um, it's like visible darning. Visible and it's darning, like, yeah. Um, 
it was um I learned it from a lady who does Instagrams, etc., called Celia Pym, P Y M is her surname. And she's very nice. She does Instagram posts showing you like things she's repaired, including sofas, uh slippers. She's repaired slippers so many times and she just literally is stitching on stitches. Um your mum didn't quite get it when I tried to explain. She was like, So what, you buy a pair of slippers? And then you, I'm like, no, 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 they're slippers that you've worn for years and you love them and then you repair them. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my mum used to sew, so I don't know why she, she knows, doesn't. She <laughs> knows. Anyway, um, and I've just found it really nice to see that she uses like really bright colours. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a bit like things. that Japanese concept of kintsugi. Yeah. Which is where you like, uh, if you have a bit of pottery thing, pottery, yeah. crockery, a, a jug, whatever, if it's broken, you repair it with gold, gold uh, paint glue, gold thing. paint gluey yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you, the, the, the scars are visible yeah. and it's, yeah, kind and of a similar sort of like thing <laughs> yeah. to that. Yeah. And like, so I've started with like just repairing, uh, like cotton and linen t-shirts with massive amounts of holes in for practice Mm. um but i've recently over christmas in fact on christmas eve i finished a repair that i've wanted to do for ages which is the uh little sleeve on hughes one of hughes denim shirts Mm. because he would always roll his sleeves up and then it just kept getting weaker and weaker and then it just split um and i've patched it and it looks real cute and i'm real proud of it and I have somewhat illegibly stitched on the patch, H, F, your initials. Yeah. A little kiss. Yeah. You know? And you were like, ah, I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it feels really nice. And, um, you know, uh, not to get too serious, but um, no, I will. Um, having, you know, lost my mum in 2020, like quite early on in that year. Yeah. First year of pandemic, kind of a mess. Um, but this felt like a really nice thing to do. And I actually, over Christmas, used like some of her sewing equipment to, that I really needed yeah. to be able to do that repair job. And it's like, for something to be so fulfilling and just healing is weird. I don't, I'm not used to it. And I'm not used to hobbies giving me that kind of feeling. It's normally just watching TV and playing games on my phone. But this has been huge and yeah. I absolutely love it. So... Maybe I'll post a picture of some of the ones that are quite good. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to keep repairing all our clothes. We maybe don't buy any new ones. <laughs> I'm fine forever. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And then uh, you got involved in my other hobby. This is our final very cute thing. Hugh, what 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 did we do uh, the week of your birthday? On the week of my birthday, we took a trip down to Greenwich to the old Royal Naval College. Yeah. Uh, which is also and we joined the navy where, where Trinity. <laughs> is the the music colleges? We did not join the navy. We did not no. join a music college. But it's the site of an old Tudor Palace. Tudor Palace, Greenwich one of Palace. one of old Henry VIII's favourites, apparently. One of his um uh, places where he had his. But yeah, we his, went his fun. Yes, uh, and we <laughs> um, we went on a uh, guided mudlarking trip with um uh well you have to go mudlarking <laughs> with a licensed professional yeah um and went around learn about the history of that little bit of the foreshore on the Thames as it's yeah. called and uh didn't get. Got 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 a bit too cold. Well, I did, but you Nancy, did very well. Yeah. Nancy, when when she gets into something, will just get distracted and pick up a billion pipes. No, 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 not full pipes. If I no. found a full pipe, yeah, a that full would be a pipe, proper historical artifact. That would be good. So, so what you were picking up was the ends, like pipe stem fragments. Pipe stems. So, like they pipes look used like to be made out of bone. Clay. Clay, yeah. clay. Um, and they broke. So they were like... These are um, like Georgian era, probably, or ooh, even Tudor. They spanned a long yeah. time, baby. But all kinds of junk was getting thrown in the river and then just washes up. And, you know, people are still finding these things. It's quite amazing. Uh, there was also lots of animal bone, bits of old leather. Um, oh, man. Leather strips mm. used from, like, producing, you know, items in Henry VIII's palace yeah. that were poking up out of the foreshore... And you could see the texture of the leather as if it was a handbag right now, baby. It was amazing. Yeah. And it's just that that bit of foreshore had got erased and it was in a protected area, yeah. which we were only allowed to go in if we were very no, well behaved. We couldn't. No, no touch. No no take, no touch, no nothing. No. Um, and our archaeologist was fabulous. Yeah. I was real happy. How would uh, people book uh, a trip down to uh, the foreshore if they wanted to do a similar thing? There are like such a lot of uh, accounts related to mudlarking that I now follow that I'm having trouble finding it. Um, but basically, the Thames foreshore um, 
there is an education program around you know getting people to understand london and its archaeology through everything that happens on the river and it was incredibly informative um so you can sign up to go on a guided thingy we will put you a link in there and like i think it's fair to say that the interest has picked up hugely in the last couple of years it used to be just a few archaeologists and um what do you call it Johnny Vaughan <laughs> doing mudlarking. <laughs> yeah, he was mad for it, I think. Um, and now so many more people find it popular. Oh, think, here we go. I think Instagram has made it oh, yeah, very... Um... It's so attractive. Yeah. Just even like bits of sea glass, which are not valuable. They're just old and smooth. I'm just like, this basically, makes my brain light up. This is Basically, if fun. a magpie is your spirit animal, yeah, you're going yeah. gonna to love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. So the Port of London Authority is like the organisation that deals with like all of, you know, like vessel traffic and everything in the Thames still. Um, and they have a scheme archaeology wise, uh, which we will link in a second. So the program the community archaeology project um where you can do various bits you can do a mudlarking walk or just go to talks or online things as well um it's led by the museum of london archaeological service and they're called the thames discovery program so basically you can just google that um thamesdiscovery.org and hunt around to find out if they're doing anything near nearby if you happen to be in london um, and I am going to follow their advice on how to responsibly enjoy the river and possibly get a mudlarking license this year. Who knows? And maybe you'll have to come with me that time as well, Hugh, because I uh, I can't really manage my own my own self and possessions. Basically, I'm I'm Nancy's sort of like uh, I need to remind her every now and then, you know, like uh, the tide's coming in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you've lost your wallet. Yes, that did happen. That when did we happen. Went the other week. Uh, yeah. yeah, but a very friendly dog walker was like, Has anyone lost a small uh, wallet with kittens on it? And I was like, Oh, it's me. Um, sorry. <laughs> and that would have ruined Christmas quite a lot. So thanks, guy. <laughs> so that's been a bit of a rundown of the things that have happened recently. Um, well, over the last seven months or so, uh, there's been good stuff, there's been bad stuff. Um, and what I'd love to do is get as soon as we can get released to the next episode where we properly have a guest to talk to. Yeah. We are speaking, you know, about tweets and all normal stuff as usual. Um, it will all be out of date and you'll be forgiving with us because you're nice like that. Um, but we'll release that one in January and see how we go. And yes. we hope to hope to do more of these because this is so fun for us. And, you know, maybe you're listening. If you are, thanks. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> Bye.